Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. What is going on, clones? Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been in the Jim Rome studios, but I'm glad to be back. Excited about today. Had a whole bunch of stuff that I was really planning on getting deep into today. And then this whole Deshaun Watson thing broke out. So we'll get to that because that is the story that everybody's talking about all around the country. Yeah, Scott Kaplan in for Romy. You know, Romy gets a lot of vacation and thus he takes a lot of vacation. I feel like I get an adequate amount of vacation and rarely take enough of it. I got that Bill Belichick thing stuck in my head that no days off, no days off. I don't know why I subscribe to that dumb theory. No days off. Right. No days off. Right, coach. No days off. Tell them. No days off. Why? No days off. All right. No days off. All right, enough already. All right, coach. I got it. No days off. Listen, just getting underway here, I want to say to all of my daily listeners in San Diego, my great friends who tune in on the Mightier 1090, I want to say I'm glad you guys are here today. I'm stoked to be hosting Jim Rome today. To all of my listeners on 710 in Los Angeles, to my circle of trust, my Sedano and Cap community, I'm glad you guys are here with us today as well. But clones around the country, I'm happy to be filling in for Jimmy today. And I was looking at his Instagram yesterday. He's already up in Wisconsin, and he's got somebody serving him some delicious breakfast. So, Romy, you take it easy, okay, two weeks on. Two weeks off, two weeks on again, and then come back, and we're all going to grind from now until Christmas. That's it, all right? Now, I want to start off by saying this before I get to this Deshaun Watson thing. First things first. Look, so I called last weekend. I called JT the Brick, guys, and I said to JT, who's been filling in for Jim, I said, yo, do I have to wear a sport jacket and a nice shirt to do radio? And, you know, what JT said to me was, Cap, uh, dress like you're going to Del Mar this summer. And I know Romy loves to come down and visit at Del Mar. That's something that Jim and I have very much in common is our passion for horse racing and our love for the Del Mar racetrack. JT said to me, Pat, he said, dress like you're going to go to Del Mar. And I said, but JT, I don't like wearing a collared shirt and a, a, a jacket on radio. And he said, yeah, but dude, you're going on TV also. You're going to be on the CBS Sports Network. So I said to my girlfriend last night, affectionately known on radio as Rara Rachel, and I said to her last night, I said, what should I wear? And she said to me, she said, be respectful to Jim. The fact that Jim has you filling in on the show, be respectful to Jim. So dress the way Jim would dress or dress the way Jim would want all of his guest hosts to dress. Let me say this to everybody who's watching on TV, radio listeners, this doesn't matter to you. TV viewers, listen to me right now. I've decided to go with a look today that I call television professional, which is what's going on up top. Button down shirt, nice jacket. Professional. Right, professional. I even got a little pocket square going all up in here, right? But down below, I've decided to go radio comfortable. See what I'm saying? It's television professional up top and TV viewers. I'm standing up for a second. I don't care. I'm standing up for a second here. Down below, it's shorts and flip-flops, Jack. It's summertime, okay? It is summertime in Southern California. And while I'm trying to be respectful to Jim and I'm trying to be respectful to CBS Sports Network, 
oh, when I do radio, man, I got to be comfortable, dude. You know what I'm saying? I got to be comfortable, you know? Like, I do t radio every single day, and on top of my computer, there's a little camera, and that's what videotapes me, and that's what goes out into YouTube, and it's what goes out into cable television. And I literally walk from my bedroom upstairs, downstairs to what was a living room, which is now a radio studio, and I'm wearing a pair of shorts. Generally, I don't even wear panties, frankly. I mean, if I'm being honest about the whole situation, you know, I'm wearing a T-shirt. I'm barely wearing shoes. So look, today I'm in for Romy. I know I got this national television audience. I'm trying to be respectful. I'm coming into your home today. So I'm dressed nice up top, but I'm dressed summertime down below. And we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you want to buy a home or refinance your current home, Rocket can. That's right. Now, Alvy, you're playing that summertime song. Let me tell you something real quick before I get to Deshaun Watson. You know, I have been on a full-blown Will Smith boycott. Ever since the Chris Rock slap, I have been on a Will Smith boycott. And then late last week... Keep my wife's name out, out your, your mouth. mouth! Keep it out your mouth! I said last week on Friday when Will Smith decided to apologize to Chris Rock. Uh -oh. Very nice gesture. Very, very nice thought. But until Chris Rock accepts said apology, I'm still on a full-blown Will, uh, Will Smith boycott. So summertime doesn't work for me right now. I don't get down to it. I no longer get jiggy with it. I may eventually get jiggy yet again. Not right now. Not right now. All right, look, we had a lot going on this weekend, and I, I, I really do want to get into all of it. So here goes. Let me start off with this. This Deshaun Watson situation, um, man, it's the whole country's talking about it, right? I mean, everything you turn on, every channel you turn on, every radio station, it is what everybody is talking about is the biggest national talking point right now. Why? A couple of reasons. Number one, the obvious, okay? But number two, a lot of us get to this time of the year, and while we're focusing in on baseball trades, the deadline tomorrow. I'm going to get into that coming up. But the reality is NFL training camps are underway. And because NFL training camps are underway, there were a few outstanding stories and we were waiting to see which way they would go. Um, just seeing DK Metcalf sign in Seattle a couple days ago, uh, seeing Debo Samuel now getting that situation handled in San Francisco. These are kind of outstanding stories, meaning things that we're waiting to find some resolution for. But this Deshaun Watson thing, this was the story that everybody was waiting to find out. How's it going to go? And the word on the street had been that today would be a ruling. And now we know what that ruling is. The quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, who they signed to this $200-plus million fully guaranteed contract, which changed the game, by the way. When I say changed the game, I mean other owners looking at Cleveland going, what are you guys doing? You're taking a guy who you don't even know if he's going to be here all season, and you're giving this guy a fully guaranteed contract. Now, obviously, I think anybody who's been following this story probably knows that the first year of this contract was really, really light. In other words, it's like a million dollars, and I'm just kind of rounding numbers here. It's a million dollars in year one, and then the 200-plus million starts to come in the next few years. Why? Because the Cleveland Browns anticipated that there was a suspension coming, and to help this kid financially and to really inspire him to want to come to Cleveland, they're like, hey, here's a concept. We'll just pay you a little bit up front, and we'll give you all the money on the back end. So 
now that we know that the suspension is, and I'm going to put this in quotes here, it's air quotes for those of you listening on radio. It's actual physical air quotes for those of you that are watching on TV. Only six games. Well, let me tell you something. Um, The NFL and the NFLPA decided on who the judge would be. It was decided amongst both groups. This is the person who is going to make this ruling. The NFLPA said okay. The NFL said okay. We have somebody who sits in the middle, somebody who is supposed to be unbiased, somebody who is supposed to look at the facts as she understood them and then ultimately make a decision. And so that is what has happened here. The judge looked at the case. She looked at the accusations. She looked at all of the information that she had available to her, which, oh, by the way, can we just all agree on one thing together, guys? We don't all really know. Like, we really ultimately don't. No. Here's one thing I do know. The um, walk into a massage place that you kind of think looks like you might get what you want at the end, that kind of place, that business is dead. Okay, there You can't go there anymore. When Robert Kraft goes and he does what he did, um, and now Deshaun Watson and all these accusations and paying off all these people, that business is out, man. I'll never go again looking for that. Feel me? All I'm saying is this. The NFL said, we'll accept this judge. The NFL Players Association said, we will accept this judge. And the judge made a ruling based on what she, just understand, female judge, based on what she had presented in front of her. And based on all the information that she had, she has made a ruling that says, one, Deshaun Watson is suspended for six games. Two, there is no fine of any kind. He is not being fined. The, the, the word was that the NFL wanted him to be suspended for a full year and fined $8 million. The judge said no, six games, and no fine. And then the last part of it is, and this is something that I don't think I've heard many people talking about so far, but it's been out there. In her decision, she says that Deshaun Watson must get all of his massage therapy from the team. Think about that. No longer can you, young man, with all this money, no longer can you call anybody and ask them to come massage you. From now on, the only massages you get are from team officials. I'm not sure who all those people are necessarily. I don't know if Kevin Stefanski is going to be rubbing down his calves or whatever. All I'm telling you is, is that six games, no fine of any kind, and all massages go through the team. Now, Here's where I stand on it because, again, I've been listening, I've been watching, I've been reading, okay? And it seems to me like everybody who's talking about this is really, really offended by what's going on here. That's it? Only six games based on all of these accusations and based on paying these women to go away? That's all he got was six games? Well, on the other side... Deshaun Watson's side, his lawyers made this case. So let me understand this. There are all these women making all these accusations against this guy, but there's only one lawyer representing all of these accusers. So you mean to tell me that there weren't 20 plus women and there weren't multiple lawyers who wanted to take on a high profile, high visibility case like this? There's one lawyer? So look, again, I wasn't there. I don't know exactly what happened. You weren't there. You don't know exactly what happened. Deshaun Watson was there. He knows. And this kid has claimed the entire time 
that he is completely innocent. And by the way, you talk to anybody inside the Cleveland Brown organization, whether it's players, coaches, front office executives, what have you, this young man has walked into their facility. He has claimed his innocence the entire time. He has spoken to everybody, according to all the reports, very candidly, been very willing and open to share his opinion of of what has or did not happen. Point is, by all accounts, he's a total pro. He's a really good player, which I think most of us already know. He works really hard. He studies hard. He's apparently a great teammate. All I'm saying to you is this. For everybody that is so over-offended today that Deshaun Watson only got six games, I'm here to tell you, one, that's what the Cleveland Browns expected when they signed him. They really thought, it's about a six-game suspension is what we're looking at. That's what he got. Number two, um, if the NFL decides that they want to appeal this and they've got some time to do that, let me tell you something. You're only making a mess into a much bigger mess. You should let this go now. You, the NFL, made a decision that this judge works for you. The NFLPA made a decision that this judge works for them. This female judge, because sometimes, listen, I've been involved in this stuff before, by the way. I was one time involved in a lawsuit uh, about something that was said on the air about a female. And the people who I was in this lawsuit with, we agreed on a female judge. They thought, ooh, female judge. We got this thing in the bag. You know what the judge did? She ruled based on the letter of the law. It didn't matter what was said about who. It didn't matter that she was female. It mattered what the law was. And that is how she ruled. And that is how this judge has ruled. So if the NFL decides that they want to now go out and they want to fight this thing and they want to appeal this thing and they still want to go for a one-year suspension and an $8 million fine, you are just making a bad situation that much worse. My opinion After missing a full year of football, signing with a new team, trying to make all of these accusations go away, and having a judge that both parties agree to rule, now is the time to let this thing go. If I'm the NFL, I say, hey, look, we all agreed on a judge. That is how this judge ruled. That is where this thing comes to an end. We'll see what they do over the next couple of days. Hey, look, if you want to get involved, now's a really good time to do it. 1-800-636-8686. 1-800-636-8686. I'm going to get into baseball trades because it's really the big story going into the week. I think I want to start this with a quick question. Do you feel like your antiperspirant keeps you dry all day long? Well then, Dove Men Plus Care Dry Spray has an instantly drying antiperspirant formula that can help give you a cleaner feel, and it offers 48-hour sweat and odor protection. 48 hours. Now that right there is a number. 48 hours. Dove Men Dry Spray feels light and clean on your skin, and it's quick and easy to use, especially when you're on the go. Also, Dove Men Dry Spray contains... Dove's unique one-quarter moisturizing cream that helps to protect your skin, leaving your skin feeling comfortable, and it helps to protect it. What I'm saying is, try Dove Men Dry Spray. Goes on dry, clean feel all day. There's a lot going on with those teams in particular as it applies to the trade deadline. So, 
want to bring in a friend of mine who can talk all about this. Uh, Casey Stern is with me right now. You know, you see Casey a lot on the MLB Network, and uh, Casey's got a great podcast, which literally every single day he's breaking down the possibilities of the trades as we're now about, I don't know, 24, 27 hours away from the Major League Baseball trade deadline. And those of you that are online, we're going to get to your calls coming up. Casey, good afternoon, good morning, depending on where you are around the country. How's it going, man? Thanks for being here. Scott, always good, bro. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I'm glad you're here. So this uh, Deshaun Watson story has taken over the the world of sports talk here today, but we want to talk some baseball. Just any thought, any opinion? Uh, are you following this or are you too deep into baseball? No, I, I mean, look, uh, you're always following it. Anytime you're talking about somebody that's at a high level like Watson is and you're talking about a story like this, um, for me – it's difficult to ever try and compute into the amount of games when we're talking about, look, I love sports. We cover it. We're talking about a game, right? I don't want to do the Iverson. We're talking about practice. When you talk about the kind of things that we're discussing in terms of that Watson was involved with, there's never going to be, in my opinion, enough amount of games that are going to ever equate to that, ever. We're going to disagree on that, but that's okay. That's all right, because I mean, I'm just watching and I'm listening to everybody who's so incredibly offended by everything that's happened, including just this, you know, this menial six game suspension. But I just kind of I just am trying to look at it from both sides and I look at it from Watson's side and his lawyers go, wait a second, there's only one lawyer who represents all these accusers. You mean to tell me there aren't other lawyers willing to take on these cases? The other part of it for me, Casey, is the NFL agreed. The NFL PA agreed. This is the judge. We will stand with what she rules. And she's ruled. Now, if the NFL doesn't like it, they may come back for more. But this is the judge that they all agreed upon. So I guess we'll have to disagree on this one, Case. Yeah, I mean, look, for me, and I don't know the ins and outs of exactly, you know, how the lawyer was uh, contacted, whether or not they went on Yelp or whether or not they were all together. But um, when there's smoke, there's fire. And there should never even be any smoke, let alone fire, when we're talking about the treatment of other individuals that is being discussed in this case. And I, you know, from things that have gone on in my personal life and what I've seen with what I went through with my kids and what I'm discussing with people, you know, all across the country who have been in all sorts of different situations, um, that's not a guy whose jersey I'd ever buy again if there was any reason I ever had that he had any involvement in it whatsoever. All right. Casey Stern is here with us today. Um, his podcast on the Believe Podcast Network is one that you definitely want to listen to. It's called Unfiltered with Casey Stern. And if you're a baseball fan and you're trying to figure out who's going to get traded to where, um, Casey's a guy that I'll tell you right now, a lot of Major League Baseball executives find this guy, listen to him, um, they know that he's got some connections and some relationships that can lead to some really interesting things that get said on this podcast, uh, especially in advance of the trade deadline. So, Casey, let me just jump right in and ask you what you think about the Juan Soto situation, because I'll tell you this. I mentioned at the beginning, you know, my Padre fans in San Diego, they think the Padres are getting him. My Dodger fans in L.A., they think they're getting anybody. So you tell us, where do you think Juan Soto will get traded to? And I'll, I'll preface it by saying if. He gets moved. What do you say? Yeah, I would still say, and let's start with the if. I think you're looking at probably about a 50-50 shot right now, and I would say if you went north of 50, it would be that he doesn't get traded because the leverage is still all in the hands of the Washington Nationals. They don't have to deal him. Even if it's in the offseason, there'll still be two full years of control of a guy in his early 20s. And we're talking about the fact that there'll be way more 
Now, you got to be 29, but I think you're looking at nine, ten teams instead of three, including, by the way, the Yankees, who only rented Andrew Benatendi. What if Judge were to leave? Then maybe could go heavier after Soto. Teams like the Texas Rangers, teams like the Boston Red Sox, should they decide, hey, look, we need to do something to fix this franchise, and that ownership certainly has money if they want to spend it, among many others, including the Mets, who weren't heavily in the mix now, but I think would become off-season time. All of that is known to Mike Rizzo. So the if is still the biggest question. The where, it's going to come down to, I think, three teams. To me, Seattle was the team the whole time, and they decided they wanted to give their top prospects. They had one chance to go give those high-end prospects, and they gave it for Luis Castillo in pitching, and we'll see whether or not that's the right thing to do. Unfortunately for them, they didn't know that just two days later after they made that deal that J-Rod Julio Rodriguez would go down to an injury, so certainly that did not help. But they are out of the race. It's coming down to San Diego, St. Louis, and L.A. The Dodgers don't need them. The Dodgers need to shore up their pitching staff because of the injuries that they've dealt with. The Dodgers have more than enough hitting to go through October. They need to figure this out from the pitching side for me. I don't see at all why they'd be desperate enough to be the winners in the bidding for this. And remember, it's not Soto choosing as a free agent. I'm sure he'd love to be a Dodger. It's a trade. So I think it's going to come down to two teams, San Diego and St. Louis. And for me, you've got to watch San Diego because of what happened with Max Scherzer last year, because they know that the Dodgers are in this, because they've already been through situations where teams like L.A., and by the way, this could be why L.A.'s in the mix, perhaps maybe for the Nationals, to publicly use them to push the Padres, right? Because they don't want what happened to Scherzer happen again, and all of a sudden you lose a guy. I think it comes down to San Diego and St. Louis, and I think if he's traded, the longer that this goes towards the deadline 30 hours away, I think San Diego's the team to watch. Okay. You have any uh, prediction on when this goes down, if it goes down? Tomorrow. It, it would be the last day because, again, it all co- the reason why the leverage is so different than anything we usually see, mm-hmm. rentals are traded at the deadline. If I've got a rental... I wanted my ownership because my team stinks. Get rid of four or five million dollars of prorated money, which is still your money, and I got to get it off the books. I have nowhere to go. If I go past the deadline, I'm stuck with the player, and then my owner's not happy. If I'm a GM, that pressure will turn and turn in the favor of the buyer. This is the Juan Soto who wasn't even on the block. 15, this is 15 days ago. This mm-hmm. the whole thing. It seems like it's a year. It's only been 15 days that we've been talking about Juan Soto since he turned this down. That is not a long period of time. They are in no rush whatsoever. So I think the Nationals are going to wait this baby out until the last second. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Soto deal if it happened literally between 4 and 6 o'clock Eastern in the final two hours tomorrow. All right, we're talking to Casey Stern this afternoon here on the Jim Rome Show. I'm Scott Kaplan filling in for Jim Rome. If you want to get on the air, 1-800-636-8686. Now, Casey Stern has a podcast called Unfiltered with Casey Stern because – That's his name, so that's why he calls it that, because that's actually his name. So, Casey, um, the one thing I want to ask you about is is I hear from fans around the country that they want to get a player like a Juan Soto, and that's what we're talking about because he's the big fish in all of this. But many of these fan bases can't decide, do I want to sacrifice the future and give up so much of the farm to get a player like this? I keep saying he's young and he's controllable for the next two and a half years. You have a phrase, it's so popular that it's become like a, a whole hit on in merch sales. Prospects are cool, parades are cooler. Let me say it one more time for everybody. Prospects are cool, parades are cooler. Don't we all agree, no matter who you root for, whether it's the Dodgers, the Padres, the Angels, the Nationals, the Mets, the Yankees, the it doesn't matter. Prospects are cool to have, but parades are a whole lot cooler to have. So will one of these teams 
be willing to give up so much of their farm to get a player like Soto? Yeah, I, look, I think they will because we're talking about a Hall of Fame level talent. And the thing about Soto is, you know, we don't know what health-wise is going to happen the rest of his career or life. But he is absolutely one of the best players we've ever seen. I mean, already. You've got, I think it's right now with the over 1,200 ABs, you've got like 240 guys that are active who have done it. There's a list of one who have more walks than strikeouts. And in this sport, that's kind of important. And, you know, he is at a different level. And also, he's bringing you so much dollars in terms of you know, the, the market sales and people coming up to the gates and all of that kind of thing. The irony about the whole prospects and parades thing is that, no, from a fan standpoint, fans still don't – they just don't get it. They don't, a lot of them. Because they say, I want Juan Soto, but no, no, I'm not giving this guy. This guy whose videos I watch, this person who's 19, who we have no idea what they're going to do. All of that stuff is great. That's fantastic. But if you're worried about four years from now and that's your mentality because you don't want to take a chance to win, then you'll lose. Then you'll be the Minnesota Twins who never do anything and have lost since a century, it seems, in a row to the Yankees in the postseason because they never do anything. And what you won't be, because it's not a market size issue, Scott, is you won't be the Kansas City Royals who, without Bumgarner, win back-to-back World Series renting Johnny Cueto, renting Ben Zobris, a small market team saying we're giving you controllable prospects and getting nothing back. The Cleveland Indians traded at the time one of the top pitching prospects in the sport in Justin Sheffield, one of the top position player prospects in the sport at the time, perception, Clint Frazier, for an Andrew Miller to rent him who wasn't even their closer. They put him in the eighth inning. He was the best player on the team the rest of the way. They went all the way to the World Series. Doesn't matter about market. It matters about people who understand. Stop lying to your fan base. Stop giving me all of this garbage about how you want to win and prove it and win now. If you don't take the risk to win now, you're not going to get a payoff in October. The teams that are willing to understand that and push that pedal, those are the ones who have the parade. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love that sound. Brings a smile to my face every single time because that is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. That's why I love that sound. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business so upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere and synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. They can do all of that for you. Listen, scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I know this. I know where we started. I know where we are right now, and I'm still on that journey. And like mine, Shopify powers over millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. Go to shopify.com slash Rome, all lowercase, and get a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash R-O-M-E right now, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash R-O-M-E. All right, Casey Stern is with me today. I'm hosting the Jim Rome Show with Scott Kaplan here in Southern California. So Casey worked for so many years, 12 years, on the MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM. So for those of you that are hardcore baseball people, I mean, you've heard Casey before. You can follow him on Twitter, at uh, Casey Stern. Pretty easy to find. The Casey's with a C, C-A-S-E-Y. Stern is easy. 
So, okay, let me ask you this question. Who of all these teams that are involved in the trade deadline discussions, teams that think they might be able to create a parade, who of these teams has the most pressure on them? What do you say? Got to be the Yankees. Has to be. And I don't even think it's close. The Braves won last year, and Liberty Media never really spent money before that. All they do now is, is they've been raining in money. It's a coup how much they've made comparatively to what they've spent with that franchise. There's no pressure on the team that just won it. Uh, the Dodgers, they have, look, you, you, all the division titles and the World Series appearances, and then, yes, they finally got one. Ironically, the year they were down 3-1 to one in the series against the Braves. So there's pressure in L.A., especially when you bring a Freddie Freeman and you got Mookie Best and you think about Trey Turner, who's going to leave, and, you know, some of the high-end names they have. But, but they, they're going to be in it, and they already got a chance. They're already good enough. The Mets, I mean, look, the Mets are normally a, a disgrace. The fact that we know pretty much they're going to be a postseason team right now, it's a guarantee. And DeGrom's coming back tomorrow. I don't think the pressure's nearly as big. The American League, the Houston Astros, I don't think so, especially when you think about the fact that they've consistently won. There is a list of one team. It's the Yankees. The Red Sox have won two World Series since they were there. The Red Sox knocked them off, and we're singing New York, New York to mock Aaron Judge after they beat them in the postseason in a 60-game year where nobody was supposed to show up because the Yankees were by far the favorites during that COVID season. They lost to the Tampa Bay Rays, who spend no money, when Brasso hit the home run off of Chapman and walked them off. They have had all kinds of disappointments, 200-win seasons that netted nothing with Booney. I don't even think it's close. It's almost like a stratosphere of their own that most of the pressure right now that is felt from the high-end teams is all in the Bronx. You know, you mentioned that Trey Turner will be gone from the Dodgers. And I'm just curious, why is that such a foregone conclusion for you? Uh, because, you know, a lot of times, let's go back to smoke, there's fire. A lot of times we create these, oh, the guy wants to go home situation. And I remember covering uh, the, the Mark Teixeira scenario where actually the Orioles jumped in and offered him $180 million, which was the same that the Yankees offer. But you got to offer like 180 more to take a guy away from the Yankees. Nobody cared that he was from Maryland. All of a sudden, they want to go home. But we usually overrate in that manner. Guys going to their hometown. All I hear from anybody I talk to in the game is that it is absolutely. It's not just a thing. It is. It is a reality that Trey Turner, just like Freddie Freeman, took the first chance he got to go back home and go out west. Everything I hear about Trey Turner is he's going to take the first chance that he gets to go back to the Northeast. He wow. will end up in the Northeast next season. Wow, I'm surprised to hear it only because, you know, the Dodgers made the move last year uh, to get Scherzer and Turner, and the reason that you figured Turner was a big part of all of that was because Corey Seager was at the end of his road with the Dodgers, and obviously he took off and went home himself um, or closer to home. And so I'm, I'm just surprised to hear that it's such a foregone conclusion that Trey Turner would not be expected to be back with the Dodgers. And by the way, talking about pressure, you know, the Dodgers should get Walker Bueller back. They're supposed to get Dustin May back. So they're, they're supposed to add two really big arms to that, you know, that starting pitching rotation. So I, I wonder, because you made it, you know, they made the point earlier, they don't necessarily need the bat of Soto, but what they might need is not just, well, because again, they're going to get a lot of starting pitching back. They might need more bullpen help. What, what do you think the Dodgers really need? They need depth, because if those guys come back, your bullpen help could come from some of the names that you've got already that are in the staff and then would be pushed out of your starting rotation. Now, a lot of teams can't say that. The Dodgers legitimately can. We've already seen in postseason runs where guys like Gonsolin and May, in fact, two of them, have ended up in the back end of bullpen. And we see in the postseason all the time where starters make bullpen appearances, even the likes of Max Scherzer, in a series that knocked off the Dodgers in a game five. 
where they did so on the road going back to when the bumpy roads and the beautiful places when they won the World Series in 2019. So, I, look, I think depth, if it's where you can get it. But to your point, I don't think Soto – look, to me it's almost like – you know, I hate to say the rich getting richer. I don't really understand – I'm not going to say no if I get a chance to get Juan Soto, and they're loaded with, with opportunities in terms of assets they could sell. But for the Dodgers, I'm putting my eggs into a basket of improving the pitching staff. i got more than enough hitting. And if I can get Bueller, to me, such a key, and he's going to be healthy and get him back, then I feel like, okay, my front end is actually not that big a deal. You don't have to look for high end. And there's not that much outside of Frankie Montas. And I think a side note, if selling Carlos Rodon, and they're not going to, you know, Farhan's not trading him to the Dodgers anytime soon. So I think you're looking at more depth moves. I do wonder if a guy like Noah Syndergaard might be somebody the Dodgers look at. A guy who, in the postseason, we've already seen guy who kind of seems like, does he not, he'd be perfect for L.A., no offense to the 5 freeway, which is not L.A. anyway, mm-hmm. uh, where he is currently. It's not a far drive unless you're in traffic and then it takes like three days, which mm-hmm. you all know. Mm-hmm. But I think Syndergaard would be an interesting guy. The second-tier starting pitchers and depth moves, in addition to the bullpen, that's where you're focused if you're L.A., if you're a believer that Bueller's going to be healthy at your front end. All right, Casey Stern finishing up here on the Jim Rome Show. I'm Scott Kaplan filling in for Jim today because Jim gets a lot of vacation, therefore he takes a lot of vacation. And you can follow the vacation all on Instagram because Jim's pretty much showing it off to you. Casey, last thing here, and we're up against the clock. I agree, though, that there's a lot of pressure on the Padres um, and their general manager, A.J. Preller, what happened last year when when it was thought that Scherzer was going to the Padres and then the Dodgers got him, um, and the fact that the Padres two years ago made a playoff run and had this, this epic collapse last year, uh, if there's a guy whose job is on the line who needs to win, I, I think the Padres are real serious players for Juan Soto. Yeah, I mean, that, that's they're my 1-1 right now if he gets moved. I put them as one I bet the Cardinals is two, but the Dodgers at three. And, and I don't even know really if there's necessarily anyone else. The Yankees would like to play on him. They didn't make a move for Castillo, who they really wanted, so they still have the prospect. But from what I've heard, uh, there's not as much love for Volpe, who is the guy in the shortstop. The Yankees really don't even want to move. But the love isn't even really there from the Nationals to even have him be as a main chip in this deal. Uh, it'll Seattle will get out of it because they already gave that shortstop tip in Marte and the other deal for Castillo. So I think, yeah, San Diego's at the forefront. But the pressure from the GM, yes, A.J. Preller. Pressure from ownership, the Yankees are 1-1 in a world on their own. They have to get to the World Series this year. That's the way that ownership's looking at it. All right, Casey Stern. You can follow him on Twitter, at Casey Stern. He's got a great podcast that you should absolutely be listening to. If you listen to podcasts, it's called Unfiltered with Casey Stern. And by the way, I'm going to throw you an extra plug here, which is uh, you know maybe you want to buy his merch. Prospects are cool. Parades are cooler. I agree. Casey, great to talk to you. Thanks for doing this today, man. Got you anytime. You be well, all right? You too. Appreciate that. All right, Casey Stern going deep. That's some heavy-duty baseball talk right there. That's that's even beyond me. That's way beyond me, as a matter of fact, if I'm being honest about it, you know? There's some names in there. I was like, who? I got to keep up. All right, this is the Jim Rome Show, 1-800-636-8686. But it is time right now here on CBS Sports Radio. Bottom of the hour. Time for a sports update. My man, Andrew Bogish. Let's do this. Sports Flash. This guy, your update is sponsored by Famous-Smoke.com, helping you stock up for cigar season. With- 
I think I want to start this with a quick question. Do you feel like your antiperspirant keeps you dry all day long? Well then, Dove Men Plus Care Dry Spray has an instantly drying antiperspirant formula that can help give you a cleaner feel, and it offers 48-hour sweat and odor protection. 48 hours. Now that right there is a number. 48 hours. Dove Men Dry Spray feels light and clean on your skin, and it's quick and easy to use, especially when you're on the go. Also, Dove Men Dry Spray contains Dove's unique one-quarter moisturizing cream that helps to protect your skin, leaving your skin feeling comfortable, and it helps to protect it. What I'm saying is, try Dove Men Dry Spray. Goes on dry, clean feel all day. By the way, um, would not have been able to be here today if my parent company, the company I'm usually working for every day in L.A., didn't give us a day off. They actually gave us a mental health day off. So they called it a mental recharge day, you know? And they were like, hey, you got the day off on Monday, August 1st. And then Jim called and said, hey, you available Monday, August 1st? And I'm like, yes, I am, because I'm mentally recharging here on the Jim Rome Show. Hey, um, I want to just mention, everybody, that it is time to ask the pros where you, the clones, get to ask me. Go ahead, ask me. Uh, question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros and submit your question. For those of you that are watching on TV, I'm just telling you right now, I'm reading this. Uh, be listening later in the show, and I might, I might, I may, I probably will answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. That's a pretty good read. That's a pretty solid read by me. You know, like I didn't really like, like I didn't, like, especially when you get to professional parts people, with that amount of alliteration, I could really step over myself, but I'm going to give myself one right there. It's a pretty good read. Solid read by Congratulations on your... Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, if you want to get involved today, 1-800-636-8686. I'm going to give you a different phone number. 1-800-636-8686. 1-800-636-8686. Look, we just got done talking about the trade deadline in baseball. But I want to bring it back because really the biggest story of today, not coming out of the weekend, this all broke earlier today. The biggest story of today, Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson suspended for the first six games of the NFL season. And I know a lot of people are very offended by this. They think this is ridiculous. How could this kid only get six games when there were all of these women and all of these accusations? My opinion is this. I think that the judge actually got it right. Um, I think eight games might have been a little much. I think what the NFL was asking for, which was a full season suspension, given that the kid did not play one game last year. Oh, by the way, he did collect his $10 million last year, but he didn't have to play for it. But asking to have the kid suspended, I say the kid. I mean, he's 26 years old, but now once you get to my age, okay, and I know you're looking at me on TV. I told you earlier, it's all the makeup that makes me look this young. Look, when you get to my age, you look at a guy like who's 26 years old and you go, that's a kid. Okay, and that's a kid who did whatever he did, which, by the way, I'm not really sure exactly what he did. Are you 100% sure you know what he did? Because I, I was reading something that Miles Garrett had said from the Cleveland Browns. This was earlier in June. And he said, look, I don't really know the guy, but he showed up here at our camp and he's been really professional. He's been a great guy to work with. His teammates seem to love him. He contends that he is completely innocent. And I wasn't there. And I don't know, nor do I. But here's what I do know that the NFL as a league and the NFL Players Association, which represents all these guys, 
Everybody agreed on a judge. And they said, this judge is ultra qualified to handle situations like these. Let's find out what she adjudicates. Good word. I rarely use it. I hope I used it properly. The whole deal. We count on her. We trust her. We believe in her experience to get this right. She said, and here, I'll give you a little bit about what she did say. She said, look, um, he has a pattern of behavior that was egregious. Okay. I think most of us can probably agree with that. I mean, there's 20 plus women who are all these massage therapists and they all seem to have the same story, but he engaged in what she called, and this is a quote, nonviolent sexual contact, nonviolent sexual contact. So with the evidence that she had heard with the interviews that she had conducted, she made a decision that six games was the way to go. So all I'm going to tell you is this. I'm happy to take your calls. I'm curious to hear your reaction. 1-800-636-8686. I'm getting a lot of reaction already on Twitter. If you want to follow me, it's at Scott Kaplan. That's with a K, K-A-P-L-A-N. I know it annoys me sometimes when I go someplace and I give my name and they go, oh, we don't have your name. And I'm like, well, maybe they spelled it with a C. It's with a K, okay? Scott Kaplan, at Scott Kaplan. I'm already getting your reaction. And some people are offended that I think that they actually got it right. So if you want to hit the phones, go for it. 1-800-636-8686. Otherwise, you can hit me up on Twitter, and I'm happy to read your tweets on the air. But I'm just going to tell you guys, I actually believe, and and I may be alone, man. I may be all by myself here because I was watching a lot before I got on the air. I was listening to a bunch. I've been reading a lot. I'm just telling you, I think I'm the only person in America right now that, well, maybe other than Kevin Stefanski, um, who thinks that they got this right. I do. So I'm looking for your reaction. 1-800-636-8686. That's the phone number, but clones, you know that. To all of my great friends in San Diego, you want to get on the air? You go for it. To all of my circle of trust people in Los Angeles, my 710 listeners, you got the phone number. Come on. This is the Jim Rome Show. This is Scott Kaplan filling in. I'm happy to grab your calls, and I got a great show planned for you. This is CBS Sports Radio. Good night, no! 